welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Now look, we're officially into step two of the province's four-stage reopening plan, and I think businesses are getting a firmer grasp of what's ahead. But there are still some current concerns, you know, within the business community. This is according to member survey data out from the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. And joining us today to offer some insights, it's Bridget Anderson. She is, of course, the CEO of the GVBOT. Bridget, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Nice to be with you, Tyler. So, look, we're officially, as of this week, into step two, you know, of this reopening plan. What's your overall sense, though? Do do we think that we are kind of going on to the right track about where we need to be in terms of reopening the province's economy? Well, you know, it's clear that we're moving in the right direction. If you look at vaccination rates, they're going up and COVID cases are going down. So there's a lot of positivity about where we're going. The restrictions are lifting. But it's pretty clear from the survey with our members that businesses are still feeling anxious. More than a third of our members say that BC's reopening plan doesn't really provide enough clarity for the upcoming months. And anybody who is operating a business, who is in business planning, knows how important that certainty and that clarity is. You know, and I'm I'm just watching the television right now, watching the press conference in regards to what the plans are for the education system for the fall, and we're only in June. And so if, if there's a plan that can be available for the education system, you know, a few months ahead of opening of the school system, why can't there be more details of a reopening plan that would apply to business? And that would certainly help alleviate some of the concerns that businesses are having and particularly small businesses. But it would also give an idea for businesses about what's to come in the fall. And as I say, anybody who is in business planning knows how important it is to have some level of certainty or clarity so that you can really see a path forward and plan for what's ahead. Yeah, you know, I was speaking to a nightclub owner. Um, We'll have a story in the newspaper uh, as well next week. And he says it's very unclear to him whether his liquor license, for example, will be valid until 2 a.m. when he's potentially going to be able to open as part of step three. It's otherwise kind of like, what what does he do? Does he just stay open from like nine o'clock to midnight? Like it's hard to justify those costs. And that's kind of like just an example, maybe what you're talking about, about people not really being able to get a lot of those like kind of the, the nitty gritty details in order just to kind of plan ahead for the coming weeks, right? That's a really good example, as is anybody who is in uh, live events or business travel or conferences. And that business travel economy is so important. There hasn't been a lot of discussion about that, but it's certainly a really important of our economy here in Vancouver. And so when we look at step three of the plan, where we'll be in a couple of weeks, we hope, uh, you know, what will those uh, crowd gathering limitation sizes be? Um, Will conferences will be a allowed to start to happen? Will there be larger meetings? Um, You know, and that really has an impact not just on those businesses that want to gather in person again, but, you know, it's the hotel rooms, it is the, uh, the caterers, it's, it's all of the kinds of pieces that the of companies that and organizations that support that it's really that ecosystem the av companies etc so you know it's that piece of the clarity but it's also looking ahead to the fall 
Um, there's a fair bit of concern about government support being phased out. Government support has been so important for particularly some of those small and medium businesses. So as that's phasing out, our revenue is going to come back. Will there still be restrictions in place? And if they are, will they impact businesses? So, you know, understanding that, you know, Things are moving very quickly and things are fluid. And, you know, I think we have known throughout the pandemic that if one thing that we can count on, it's uncertainty because things change. But businesses have been in for the past 15, 16 months have been planning out, you know, option A, option B or and, and you know, option C, different scenarios for business planning. So if governments could apply that same lens and provide that clarity, it would be really, really helpful for any businesses putting together their fall, winter, spring plans, uh, you know, whether it's a quarterly plan or whether it's an annual plan or budget. And certainly that clarity is just vital to being able to, to accurately assess where things are going. I, I want to seize on one of the points you're making just a moment ago, but with regards to business travel, resumption of conferences, and your confidence that when it's safe to do so, when there's a plan in place, that this will come back in full force. Because I just think about how much more I would get out of those in-person conferences that I'd go to for coverage. Uh, how much more I'd get out of that versus, say, a Zoom call where you have like 15 different talking heads. Like, do you think, especially for a city like Vancouver, very well known for being like kind of a, a great destination for these kinds of conferences, do you think that could be coming back in full force one, once we do have a plan in place? I think there is no question that people want to connect in person. We have all missed that very much. I think the big question mark is how much of this virtual world will carry over post-pandemic. Uh, and when it comes to those business meetings, there's a lot of people who would spend a lot of time in planes and traveling back and forth to different parts of the country or overseas. And some of those meetings may now be able to be replaced by uh, virtual meetings. Um, and for conferences, um, you know, there are probably some conferences that will have some hybrid. I think that's the, the where we'll be going in the fall. And whether we're talking about business meetings or conferences or even the return to the office, I think hybrid will be the word that we are going to be focused most in the fall and, and maybe forever. Maybe we have learned a way to do things differently and that will carry over. I suspect we'll be living in a hybrid world for some time. Uh, it's just weird. If you told me, you know, uh, you know, a year and a half ago that the possibility of a hybrid newsroom could actually be viable, I, I would not have believed it. But I, I really do, I, I, like, I have come around on that idea, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how the the workforce shakes out with regards to this. And, and speaking of that workforce, one of the interesting survey results here is about a third of members say that there is a possibility still of maybe uh, layoffs or reduced, you know, uh, working hours. Um, it's interesting to me because we're also seeing like a lot of uh, signs. You go any to any you know big thoroughfare, and there's help wanted signs everywhere. We also know that there's a lot of hiring opportunities within the tech sector. What's your takeaway and kind of like the, this mix of what's going on, depending on what part of the economy you're going in, and the demand for talent that's needed. Well, as the pandemic was uneven, so is the recovery and particularly uh, impacted would be small and medium businesses, as have been, uh, I think, throughout the pandemic and certainly some sectors more than other others. Uh, yeah, you're right. The, the survey results said that about a third expect to lay off or reduce staff hours. But there's no question when even when you look around in the food and accommodation sector, there are lots and lots of people needed to fill those spots. So, you know, the question really would be around the labor shortage, which I, 
I, you know, understanding what economists are saying is going to become more, uh, I, I think, more pointed in the coming months and years, and particularly in those sectors that are growing rapidly, like the tech sector. And so uh, there's going to be uh, some reskilling that uh, that happens, and some of those people that have worked in the food and accommodation industries, particularly, or as in tourism. They have been reskilling throughout the pandemic. Will they go back to those sectors or will they continue on in, in some new roles? So there is going to be a settling of that labor force. There's no question. The other point um, I think that is important is around the uneven recovery for our downtown core. You know, our survey showed that about half of respondents that typically work from offices expect to decrease their office space in the coming months. And that is because of that hybrid shift uh, to work where there will be people who are working from home or remotely or working in the office. And so that recovery of the downtown core and you know our downtown core is really been impacted by the pandemic disproportionately than other downtown cores across Canada. And, and that's important to know because it's not just the office buildings, it's all that ecosystem that supports it, whether it's a restaurant or a shoe repair company, or whether it's, you know, a printing company, a coffee shop, whatever that is. And so it's going to be, uh, it's going to take some time for the downtown core to recover quite clearly. And then what does it look like? And then the knock-on effects of that as well around transit. It's, it's clear that if more people are working remotely, they're not taking transit. And so that's going to have to be looked at to understand what that usage is going to be and whether it will return to pre-pandemic levels. I, I really do hope that the downtown core doesn't become kind of ghostly to a certain degree. And I, I wonder how much maybe kind of events or, you know, just kind of cultural things can kind of keep it uh, vital and keep people walking by storefronts. But that's going to be something to watch for. And I, I don't want to leave this on a dour note or anything like that. <laughs> but there, there, there's definitely good news that you guys have to share inside this survey results, especially when it comes to initiatives for environmental, social and governance. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you're finding here. Well, we know that there has been um, a new and renewed and increased focus on ESG, so environmental, social and governments. And so we wanted to ask our, our members that to, to get a sense of where they are. And so half of our Greater Vancouver Board of Trade members are continuing to make investments and implement processes, initiatives to address ESG factors. Uh, and going forward, roughly the same number, about 53% said they plan to uh, implement or invest more in ESG members. Members, uh, measures rather going forward. And so it's clear that it's not a trend that sustainability and social issues and, and governance continue to be a focus for business. And business uh, is taking the lead in many ways in this and, and driven by consumer and customer demand that customers and consumers want businesses to, to be better and to lead more in this area. So it was really, really encouraging to see that, that it continues to be a priority. And it's also one that us at the Board of Trade are taking seriously as well and responding to our member needs. And we're going to be offering some more content and some more programming to support members in their journey. Yeah, I, I got to ask, um, is there kind of an overall feeling of optimism, though, just or, or just kind of excitement in the air, knowing that we might have a bit of a normal summer? There, there could be at least some intra-provincial tourism that that takes off versus what we had uh, last year, for example. I, I'm, I just think that there might be cause for that, uh, despite some of the uncertainty that still exists. 
We're all waiting to understand what the border reopening will look like to invite international travelers back. But yes, over the summer, certainly seeing uh, a lot of positive momentum. We, we particularly wanted to, to understand that from members because there is a lot to be really thankful for and a lot to be optimistic about. And 64% of our members said our businesses are feeling optimistic about business projects. And that compares to about 24% who are negative. So we are seeing a shift to a more positive momentum. There's no question. And, and it's, it is great because if you look at the vaccination rates and you look at the cases and the restrictions, we are moving in the right direction. There's no question. And so as the reopening plan conti continues to evolve, we'll be looking for more clarity and we'll be looking for more certainty. But it's really nice to be talking about us going in the right direction after what's been a pretty rough 15 months for individuals, for businesses. And I think we are all ready to focus on the positive and to, to look at uh, the pandemic as something that's in the past. Well, we'll leave it on that note. I think that's a good note to leave it on. But uh, Bridget, just thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks so much, Tyler. That is Bridget Anderson. She, of course, is the CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. That is it for the show today, but you can still go to BIV.com. More interviews, more stories right there. For now, I just want to thank everyone for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Tyler Orton.